I didn't think that I had an issue. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think that it was me. And mm-hmm. for um, someone to redirect me to look at the things that I was allowing, that I did have control over, um, that was eye-opening for me. That real redirection that you gave me was like what I needed at that moment. Um so I, I remember that. that. I remember <laughs> that moment. And it was that kind of, so this is just a, a behind the scenes also for you, Siobhan, because I think a lot of times someone thinks that I'm um, really confident in that moment, <laughs> like in those kind of really confrontational <laughs> moments. And I know it comes off that way. And although um, in the, in a sense of like knowing that that is going to get you to the solution. Yes. It's like, I have a very like certain sense of that, but what I don't know is what's going to happen next. Hi, this is Taylor Chandler boundaries and grace podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're looking for, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. We do that here. Yes. We help people break negative relationship patterns. We sure do. And we do that through, one-on-one work and group work. Siobhan did it all. I have Siobhan for you today. Siobhan um, is here to give you so much wisdom and, and insight into what the process is like, okay? We're also going to talk about a really spicy moment that we had. I think it was our very first session, okay? It was like our very first session, and it was the moment where we were looking at each other like, uh, <laughs> what? Are you coming back next week? <laughs> oh, it was good. And it really was a really was a really strong moment um, in our work together that uh, really helped to move us through the entirety of the work that we did. Um, Siobhan has done such an amazing job at accepting some really harsh realities. Some really harsh reality, and by that I mean things that that are real in our lives that we wish would would be different. <laughs> some outcomes that we wish would be different, things like that. Some patterns, some things in ourselves that that um, have been causing us some problems. And she came in with one mindset, she left with a different mindset, and she's going to talk to you about that. Okay, and I think it's going to help you all to see what you need in order to really break these patterns in your life for good. I'm excited for you to hear from her. Sit back and relax. I will see you in the middle and I'll see you at the end. Enjoy. Okay, can you please introduce yourself to us and the work we did together? Ah, uh, yes. My name is Siobhan and the work that we did together, I participated in groups. Uh, therapy as well as 101. Mm-hmm. And actually, right when you said that, it's funny, right whenever I hit the record button and then, I, then like things start to come back to me. But I remember, because um, we did we did group first, and mm-hmm. I remember I remember your nods. Like you, you were nodding, <laughs> nodding, nodding through that. And I just remember feeling like, like, I just remember looking at your square on Zoom and being like, she's really getting it. Like she's really in the right place. So yeah, we did group and then we did one-on-ones. So what was happening that brought you to this at that at all? Like in general, what what was going on? What said that you had that you needed to raise your hand and get some help? I well, I, I was in a on and off relationship where it was more off than on, and it kind of became normal. 
And um, I just found myself accepting things that should have been deal breakers. And I felt like I was minimizing myself and um, doing a lot of people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, with just trying to kind of make some sense of what's going on and why am I doing the things that I'm doing and um, just trying to seek help and I, I just found out about you know attachment styles and things of that nature and I'm like okay this has to be it how did you come about it was, was it was it like a hashtag was it a book was it an article how did you come come across attachment styles anyway um well I came across your page and quite a few others and um like I said I never heard about different attachment styles mm-hmm. and as I you know go through the content I am putting myself in, in in that content and I'm like, okay, this this is it. This is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, you know, my my partner is the opposite of of me and we are just mm-hmm. clashing and, you know, I I have to find some type of resolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so wild how attachment theory is so uh it's so simple like the categorizations are so there's only there's only four but there's it it speaks to like the entire overarch of the whole relationship like just those four categories um and then of course we're talking about insecure attachment styles and so those are there's only three of those because there's only one secure attachment style which is secure so when people are researching the only reason why people people are even looking for or resonate with attachment style stuff is because they're in the, in the insecure side. And so we're all, we already know that, but then when reading like some of the bullet points of an attachment style, it's just amazing to me always still that it covers the, like a whole, the whole relationship. It covers like the way that we feel, Mm -hmm. the way that we think, the way that we respond, the way that we perceive others. And so that's just really amazing to me. Um, okay, and then you also said a couple of other things that I know right off the bat people are going to be able to relate a lot to, um, like those things that do bring us to realizing attachment theory and attachment styles, which was being in an, you said an on and off relationship that was more off than on, and I think that that says a lot. You said minimization, so like minimizing yourself in the relationship, people-pleasing, which means that we are elevating someone else above us and their needs, accommodating their needs. Um, They supersede us in the ranking. It's them over us. And just those things alone um, are so relevant. Like that is so many people that come across this. And so before we keep going with the questions that you know that I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you this. Um, how was it feeling for you to be experiencing that, that minimizing feeling, the people-pleasing, the over-accommodating, all of the things that I just kind of reflected back to you? What was it like for you to experience that before you came upon the solution? It was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was it was exhausting because I uh, was constantly worried that if I didn't do 
this or this the right way or, mm-hmm. you know, if I wasn't pleasing you or doing what uh, I thought you wanted, um, then, you know, you would leave or I would get the silent treatment or mm-hmm. I would, you know, just, just anything. So it was just exhausting to have to maneuver that daily mm-hmm. um, and just have that, you know, have have to think about it. Like, it was very exhausting. That's 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 the best way that I can extra, uh, describe it. I agree. I think that's a really good word for it. You know, I really I, I get it. Um, and that is such a good word because you're constantly it's like that on edge that like mm-hmm. always trying to mm-hmm. think 10 steps ahead. But it's almost it's like you can never think ahead enough, like can never right. strategize enough. Like all the information that mm-hmm. we can gather about these people about or about this person is still not enough. Right. It's like you yeah. can't do enough to get ahead of it. Something always happens. Something always happens. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there were there were a lot of tough moments in our conversations together. I mean, I, I'm especially at the beginning. Of course, like as things went on, it got more. Things became more in frame and more in context. We were able to. Uh, we were definitely able to move forward in a really big ways. But at the beginning. <laughs> It was tough. It was emotional. <laughs> and before I called you for this, I said, and I actually, I forgot that I used the, that I said tough moments in this question because I was, I said, I have to, I have to bring this up that because the word that was just coming to my mind before I called you was emotional. And of course, I think everyone has an emotional experience with this kind of thing. But with you, I just felt that really before I called you, I was like, this was a very, very, emotional like roller coastery like wavy like it that's just the word that was coming to my mind before I called you um so there were a lot of tough moments in our conversations among the many does any particular moment it might be one or two that does any particular moment or moment stand out to you more than others uh yes well there's one particular moment it it was very emotional I would say I was very emotional Mm -hmm. um just having whatever built up in me and not being able to um, appropriately release it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I was emotional. And um, one uh, conversation that stuck out to me was, you know, when I get to talking about what someone's done to me, I can go on and on and on and on and on. And you were like, wait a minute, Siobhan. No, no, no. Break on up. Mm-hmm. We are going to focus on you. We let's turn it around. Let's turn it around. What what can we do in reference to you? Not your exact words, but mm-hmm. the the passion was there to get me to snap out of whatever it was that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as you know, I guess putting putting all the focus on the other person and what they did to me. Yeah, you got me together. And made me turn, you know, turned me around to kind of look inward to myself as to, to, to see why I'm allowing certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, when and that was the end of, towards the end of the conversation that day, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, it felt very different to look at myself. Like, it felt like I was exposed, like I was. I, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but um, I didn't think that I had an issue. 
Mm-hmm. I really didn't think that it was me. And mm-hmm. for um, someone to redirect me to look at the things that I was allowing, that I did have control over, um, that was eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helped me through, throughout the rest of the process because I was too focused on the other person and not focused enough on myself. So that redirection, that real redirection that you gave me was like what I needed at that moment. Um, so I, I remember that. that. I remember <laughs> that moment. And it was that kind of, so this is just a, a behind the scenes also for you, Siobhan, because I think a lot of times someone thinks that I'm, um, really confident in that moment (laughs) like in those kind of really confrontational (laughs) moments and I know it comes off that way and although um in the in a sense of like knowing that that is going to get you to the solution yes it's like I have a very like certain sense of that but what I don't know is what's gonna happen next like I can know we can I can know that yes you you because I remember that moment we were spiraling and it was very very um other focus just like you said I mean you just you just like ran you just recounted that so well um and so even though I can see in that moment what's happening I kind of can I can be 100% certain that you've got to turn it back to you what I don't know is how is what's going to happen next because that's a moment where someone can become really defensive and there was a flash of it I remember it I remember the moment there was a flash of it and there was a slight kind of like what, what are we about to do? Like, what are me and you about to do? Like, how is this about to go? I remember the moment. And it's, that was like, I mean, I think that moment stands out to me the most too. It's a spicy moment because it's like, okay, can, it was a spicy moment. And it's like, okay, can, can, is Siobhan going to hear this? for what it is or is this Mm -hmm. going to be an excuse to jump ship because it could very easily be Mm -hmm. that it could very easily be like no it's not me or that was too um or it was too spicy and it could it could be seen as inappropriate easily it could be Mm -hmm. seen as um literally a confrontational in a bad way like where this is a verbal like like an argument kind of thing like that kind of energy and so mm-hmm. what I don't know in those moments is what's going to happen next. And so it was a risky, and especially because of the emotionality, if we could use that word, the emotionality, the, the intensity of that moment for you. And then to, for me to come like, like almost oppose you, like emotionally oppose you in that moment is, mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. risky. And I, so um, I want to put that on the table because I'm curious to know what you think about that. But I also want to say this before you do that for you to have taken it in the way that you did and continue on in in such a significant way, like to really take it as truth and as helpful and then to internalize it and make it work for you rather than to keep it to, um, to hold on to, to keep you in the mess or like to make me an enemy. What you did with it was so great. And it just speaks to, um, it speaks to your commitment to the process really, because you, Uh you didn't have to take it the way that you did. You really could have easily, easily. I could have never seen you again after that. (laughs) We could, we could, like you said, it was at the end of the conversation. We might've hit the end on the zoom call and never communicated again. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I wanted to say that, and I want to know what you think about that. So what I was thinking right after I was like, okay, hold on. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that um, 
felt like a big sister. Mm. It felt like um, just a, a best friend mm-hmm. that was confident enough to tell you to cut your crap out and come on, mm-hmm. get it together. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. Um, once I thought about it, mm-hmm. um, it probably didn't feel that way in that very moment. Right. But I, I didn't um, take offense to it because I know how emotional I get. And I know um, that I think that I, I was, you know, at that time thinking that everybody else was the issue and I had no blame. Mm-hmm. So I was open to the process. And when the next session started the next week, um, I was open to whatever was next. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I really wanted this therapy and this healing. And how I was feeling, I did not like, and it was hard for me to function some days. And I know, I knew that I had to do whatever it was to kind of get out of that place. Mm-hmm. And if that took some tough love then I was okay with it. And I, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't angry with you at all. I just, okay, this is different, <laughs> but I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something that I think just carried carried through, underlied, I don't know if that's a word, underlied the, um, the process with you was like, yeah, when you heard something and you could, you, 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 were, you did not deflect any of the truth. You were just like, okay, if it was hard, you were like, okay, it, but it still is what it is. Like it was really that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of energy, which which was really helpful and allowed us to go through it in a really efficient way. Those things stand out to me, Siobhan. I'm starting to like, want, I'm starting to almost like catalog and m- mentally, and I need mm-hmm. to put it on paper. What is the uh, what is allowing certain people, what are the traits, what are the decisions that they make in the process that allow them to go through it in a way that is more efficient and more effective than other people? Because there's definitely, there's a pattern. Of course, there's a pattern. And that's one of them that I'm noticing is the something that you said, the willing to do whatever. And like, in a like you know, like in a, we're not over here jumping off cliffs. But you know what I'm saying? Like, well, emotionally, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, actually, I guess. But <laughs> like, like that, that kind of sense of, okay, whatever I need to get rid of, whatever I need to add on, whatever I need to rethink, whatever I need to remove like it's that kind of mindset that I'm no, that I really notice is just moving people through which might sound obvious but in in therapy um environments that is so often uh not happening mm-hmm. little break now yeah yeah get your shoulders involved come on now yeah yeah I'll turn it up turn it up what you got? What you got? Ooh, ooh. Little break now. Ooh, loosen up, loosen up. Come on, shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. 
All right, real quick break, real quick break. First, the passing around of the offering bucket, y'all. First, thank you all so much who have donated of all different sizes of all over the world. Thank you so much for valuing and appreciating the work. If you're getting something out of it, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to support the free things that are going on, if you want to support the work that's going on uh, in the world, just support. If you want to support, go ahead and join. Uh, join the offering club, the donating club. The PayPal uh, and Cash App links are in the show notes. They're also the PayPal link is on my Instagram bio. If you type in my email on PayPal or Venmo, here's what it is. Okay, Taylor at threshcoach.com. Taylor at threshcoach.com. Com, like threshold threshcoach.com okay taylor at threshcoach.com on paypal and venmo on cash app it's dollar sign tay chand with a d on the end tay chand all right that's on cash app thank you so much for donating offering okay this is the first passing of the offering bucket Ooh, thank you appreciate it and um if you want to get into this work like one-on-one and group work you can look at the show notes below um, the next, if you're listening to this when it's coming out with this podcast, when it's coming out right now, we're in May 2022. We're in a reattached group right now. The next one that's going to be offered will be in August 2022. If you're listening to it after that or something, um, go on site. I am Taylor See what the updates are. Okay. See what the updates are. And of course, you can always check Instagram out and everything up and everything on Instagram. Uh, for one-on-ones, you can book a, I want y'all to know, you don't have to get, you don't have to commit to a package. You don't have to wait for the wait list if you don't want to do the package or if you just want to skip the wait list and start some work. You can schedule a 75-minute call and you can skip the wait list. You can skip the console call if that's what you want to do, okay? So that option is available for you. Um, the link, I'm going to link that in the show notes below. It is also, of course, on site and in my Instagram bio, y'all. All right, thanks for listening in and let's get back to it. Okay. Okay. I'm back. Wait a second. We're not. I did. I got another thing I wanted to add here. Okay. Seriously, because um, after I recorded this podcast, I was reading, I'm reading the book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John C. Maxwell. Okay. And I came across this after this episode was recorded. And now I need to, I want to share it with you. Okay. Because I had been, I think I already said it maybe in this episode, like that I'm like cataloging. I'm like, what is, I want to be able to see, you know, what is it that is the similarities between people who are getting through this in a really effective way and getting like these super positive large leaps and I came across that then I read this part in the book like right after okay um right after uh, I've recorded the episode and so here's what it is in developing the leader within you 2.0 by John C. Maxwell let me turn on the music I want you to hear this okay because this is just put it so well um what the whatever it whatever it takes a leader's attitude that's what the section is called whatever it takes a leader's attitude turn this music off Taylor okay listen up y'all this is what he wrote if you asked me to identify the single most important aspect of a successful leader's attitude it would be possessing a whatever it takes mindset the invisible line that separates those who get things done from those who merely dream about them is an attitude of total commitment. Great leaders are sold out to achieving success in the face of any problem and are willing to pull out all the stops to help the team win. This whatever-it-takes attitude is common in all great leaders and serves both the leader and the people well. 
So I want to share that with you because um, this is what I, I realized sometime months ago or something that what I'm really doing in this work and in, in, moving into secure attachment is, is so much about self-leadership. Managing yourself, you've heard me say this over and over again, managing yourself and managing your environment around you, okay? So much of it, but you've got to be good at leading yourself. And so this is one of the commonalities that is in all of the clients that you're hearing from on this podcast, the people that I'm working with that are, that are, that are successful in the work, that are, that have shifted, that are, that are seeing life differently, experiencing life differently. They have this attitude of total commitment, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. However it feels, I'm going to do it. Whatever fears come to mind, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to achieve this goal. And I love that. If you go back and listen to it, I think it was like season five over the threshold, the last episode. Okay, we talk a, talked a lot about that. And I think that was really what was formulating in my mind. Like, what is it that thing that makes the difference? And then when I read it in the book, I'm like, to- totally affirmed, totally affirmed here. So I wanted to share that with you. I think that that's just really interesting and cool. Um, I think Siobhan is really exemplifying this on the podcast today. Um, and uh, let's get back to it. In, in therapy um, environments, that is so often... Uh, not happening because there's so much ex- exploring and sort of like, Oh, well, what do you want to do? And what do you think? And, and although there, we do have some space for that, there's also just like a, a pretty clear pathway to like moving towards your healthier self. And so, although there can be some exploring and there is exploring of feelings and thoughts and things, we still have a goal in mind. And so I've noticing that clients who are like, okay, yes, I might have some, other things going on. I might have some feelings. I might have some things that I want to hold on to, but I'm committed to going where, where we're going regardless of kind of these other parts of me that want to hang on to the past. So that's something that um, I noticed in you that I think was really, really helpful. Not letting um, like, this is such an emotional, yes, an emotional process. And I, you're such a great example of someone who can be very, very emotional and I'm very, very emotional as well. But when we are, we are like, okay, I can, I can be out, I can have all those feelings and that's not the end game. Like I don't have to stop at just the mm-hmm. feelings. Like what actually makes sense here? <laughs> like what's reasonable? What actually is going to move me through? So I noticed that about you. Um, okay. Is there a time, was there a time in our, in this process that you thought you couldn't do something, but you did? A couple things. Um, well, I didn't think that I would get over um, the hurt that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that I would get over like the betrayal. Um, I didn't think that I would get over being used and um, easily replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I didn't think that um, I could do was. create effective boundaries mm-hmm. um, and I was able to do I was able to do that so I you know with the with with the one on ones I was able to kind of do my weekly assignments mm-hmm. 
and really focus on them and take them to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, some some things I had to work through daily. Like I just couldn't do a weekly assignment. I had to work on just the, the self-worth part uh, a lot. I didn't think that that was something that I would, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see the, doing the affirmations helping me. I couldn't, it was just like, it felt so odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the time went on and, you know, I, I, I had to do something daily, it was like, it, it ended up being easier for me and I ended up believing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, it helped me out uh, a lot, but those are some of the things that I thought that I, I couldn't do. Boundaries is a, a, a big one, and uh, that being able to do those now has created um, space for me to kind of be myself and not worry about losing people because I'm I'm protecting my space. So I, hey, I love a boundary now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can't wait to tell somebody no, no, can't do that. No, don't like that. No, right. no, 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 don't work for me. No, right. no. Ooh, I said yes, but I really meant no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> That's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But that 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 abstract yeah. idea of like self worth is like, yeah. uh, yeah, it's something that it's like everybody everybody knows it's a good idea. Like everybody wants it. Like everybody's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I would love to have that. I would love to have confidence. I'd love to have self esteem, all that stuff, like that whole ballpark. Um, but yeah, I do think it, it, it is a daunting thing because it sounds, it, I think to so many people, it seems like something that they should just have. I should just have it. I should just, where did it right. go? I, I should just have it. It seems like this thing that should be inherent and embedded. And actually, we could argue that it is and that we, we, Create, and then we're in environments that reinforce this idea that it is not already in us. And then we have to go figure out where, like, how we lost touch with that, with the part of us that always was there and that always was worthy. Um, but, and although, like, I can talk about it in such like a, ooh, like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> like, it sounds like so. Right. I, I hear it, and I'm like, oh wow, that's that's really beautiful. But the but the actual process of it is like uh I think really messy because we have this so we have these mm-hmm. ideas that I should have it but I don't and then how do I get it? It's abstract and then some days I feel like I have it and some days I feel like I don't and then some um right. around some people I feel great and then others I don't and what is that about? And it's so it's like this very um very like kind of fluid thing. Like I don't it it's or I guess it's a fluid perception of it. I can say, I would say that it's actually something that doesn't ever change, but we change around it. <laughs> Do that make sense? Like we kind of, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. kind of change how we relate to our own self-worth. And then we're always having to mm-hmm. like kind of check in about where am I with it? And am I behaving like I have it or am I behaving as if I don't? I, w- I mean, I'm kind of now kind of going on a, I, I'm, I'm thinking as, as you said that I'm, and I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm talking about it and thinking about it at the same time. So um, I'm going to throw the ball back mm-hmm. to you. Like, how does it, what does it sound like to you that I'm saying? Like, what are you, how are, how are you relating to that? Uh, well, I, definitely, I, I, I thought that I had self-worth. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that I, I felt worthy. 
I thought that um, I, I didn't think that I lacked it. And mm-hmm. with going through this process and going through the experiences that I went through, the decisions that I was making and the things that I was allowing was a direct reflection of what I thought and felt about myself, which mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't good. And when I look back on it now, you know, sometimes, sometimes I get a little upset or angry, like, how, <laughs> why would you, you know, why wouldn't you think more of yourself? Um, I just don't know where I lost myself mm-hmm. in, in the process. And like you said, I do think it's, a, it's people reinforcing other things to make you feel that way. But it's like I wish that I was uh, confident. Wait, you're breaking uh, up a bit. You say you, you wish you were confident oh. enough to what? I'm sorry. I was. I wish I was confident enough to say no, or to say this isn't for me, mm-hmm. or you know, or be strong enough to walk away from certain things that were, you know, that was uh, diminishing my self worth, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't. So you know, I get kind of still angry at myself from time to time for allowing certain things to uh, diminish my self worth, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's still a work in progress, mm-hmm. but. I know now is just certain things that I just will not accept because I I feel worthy enough and I owe it to myself. Um, so at this moment, I'm just like focused on what what pleases me, what helps me, what motivates me, what uh, is going to make me better. And mm-hmm. it's like that's just my whole focus. And if if I have people around me that can't get with that, mm-hmm. then I need to reassess those people because I, I don't need anyone taking away from me what I'm trying to build within myself. Yeah. You're highlighting a really good point, which is that it can, it's and it's that, okay, I can still have these, this knowledge of my past and memories can still come up and I can be focused on what I'm, where I'm going and I can be, and I can currently make, I can presently make decisions that are aligns with a healthier version of me that you don't have to. And who is like perfectly confident all of the time, perfectly feeling perfectly worthy and making all decisions aligned with that all of the time. Like no one is. And so I think right. I think that you're highlighting an important thing that you we can have both of those experiences and and we do we ebb and flow in it but like always with the knowledge of um and maybe not always but with the intention of of going with the um better and healthier version of ourselves um I think that I'm going to be talking cuz I I keep talking about this EFT training that I did which is so funny because when I, which is emotionally focused therapy, when I did this training over this last weekend, and I feel like I'm going to be talking about it for a while. But um, one of the things that has happened was a re-triggering for me. <laughs> like I've become, mm-hmm. I was so triggered. 
I was so triggered. I turned off my camera at one time and I said, I'm going to Sephora. I'm going to go to Sephora and I'm going to get some moisturizers. I'm going to Sephora and I'm going to re-up on the things that I am low on. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to do a role play. I don't want to do it. And um, so I was reminded just of like the uh, intensity of this work. And of course, it's like with a whole bunch of therapists. So it's like, oh, God. Um, so, so, but something that that has, has come up for me, I want to say, right, but I mean, I've always had, I, I could be reminded of things in the past, but I would say that after this training, mm-hmm. it, things came up in a way that felt, uh, in a way that felt, um, I can't say, I can't say regression, but it almost felt new. It almost felt fresh. It almost felt like I was realizing mm-hmm. myself, um, in a, in a, in a new way. So it is, and I was just re-listening to a, another podcast recording earlier this morning that that's going to be on this season. And what we were talking about, and of course this was before the training, we were talking about re-traumatization, about how you experience mm-hmm. a traumatic event. And in this case, when we're talking about attachment, we're talking about relational trauma, things like like a word that you mentioned, betrayal, things like invalidation, minimization, that kind of thing. So we're talking about relational trauma and attachment mm-hmm. world and how you can ex- you experience the trauma. But then when you're going over it, processing through it, re-explaining it, as people are asking you questions about it and you got to respond, it can be a re-traumatizing effect where you go through those feelings again and you're going through it actually in, in a with a heightened awareness, we can, which can feel in a sense, I think sometimes more painful because you're so aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, so aware of decisions that we made and didn't make, like failed to make and maybe didn't even know that we could mm-hmm. make. And so I really, really relate to that. That feels like very fresh to my brain. And I have been having to, uh, journal about things that and I opened up an old journal just today I said why am I opening this up it was sitting I don't know why I left it first of all I shouldn't even have been out but I opened it up just today and I was reading things this was back in this is 2016 okay 2016 and I was reading it and I was like oh my god and I'm reading it and with this new awareness of myself and I and I was reading it seeing all of the things and I thought I was processing, I thought I was doing, and at that point, I think I was doing pretty well, right? Because I think we kind of do this in, I call mm-hmm. it like in iterations. And I think what how, the way that I was understanding it in 2016 was pretty good, right? It was kind of like my first swoop through this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I still saw all of the, all of the things I wasn't doing, all of the ways that I was still over internalizing it, all of the ways that I was taking on so much shame and guilt and all of these things, Um and so, yeah, I definitely understand that feeling of being like, what was I doing? Why was I doing it? And feeling that kind of angry feeling at myself and at others in my past for being a part of it, for doing things to me and for me allowing myself to for them to do those things to me. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I get it. I'm like, oh, gosh. And it and it it is it is. um yeah, it can be. I, I think it can almost be concerning. I don't know. Do you feel like I kind of feel like it can be to me? I'm like, well, dang, is the feeling going to go away? No, but I have this I have this knowledge now that it does that we the feelings do pass. But I think when we are in that triggered moment, it can feel like it's real. It feels like it's going to stick. Like it's like, is it really going to go away? 
I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I think I found myself, I am triggered. I sit still. You sit still. I don't say anything. Yeah, I sit still with the feeling. I sit with it mm. for a while mm-hmm. before I react on it. Because mm-hmm. um, in the past, I would immediately fire off mm-hmm. or whatever it is that I'm going to do. Yeah. Now, I, whatever's triggering me, mm-hmm. can be a person or what have you, I just sit with it. Yeah. Calm myself down. And then when I'm ready to respond in an appropriate, secure manner, mm-hmm. I, I will respond. Yeah. Um, and that helps me because it prevents me from getting too emotional, mm-hmm. too wrapped up in um, reliving the past, yeah. and just trying to stay focused on where I'm at now, mm-hmm. what I, uh, you know, what I'm going to allow and what I'm not going to allow now, and move forward. But um, I've, I've learned to kind of calm down yeah. and just sit with it for a minute and yeah. process it first. Yeah. So that's helped me out a lot. I agree. I agree. The, the, so I think kind of what we're talking about is accepting that um, those, like those, like those thoughts and those feelings can and will and do and do and can and will come up. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. that you don't have to do something about them that you actually can accept that it's a part of, the way I think about it, it's like it's a part of your experience. It's a part of a life that you really mm-hmm. have lived, and you don't, we don't have to react out of it now. We don't have to necessarily do something yeah. about it. Actually, the not doing something about it is the change. It is the like the, okay, like this, mm-hmm. this, this. It's okay. It's it's okay that it's here. I don't have to like it, um, but I also know that um, I've made a lot of changes, and I've and I'm able to move forward even while knowing that these things have happened in the past. So that's mm-hmm. all really, really good. And I think that's a really good point for someone to note, the being still and allowing it to just be. Um, we're good. What's the biggest relief you found? And I'm hearing a lot of relief <laughs> through this conversation so far. So I want to know what stands <laughs> out to you. What is the biggest relief that you found in all of this? Um, the biggest relief that I found is that I can have peace within myself without relying on someone else to give me peace or consistency or their I can create peace within myself mm-hmm. and my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, just being being able to be single and happy, not lonely, but just embracing that and enjoying this quiet time, enjoying this alone time with myself to get to know myself and I, I'm purposefully uh, single because I wanted a stretch of time where I solely focused on me after having so many years of uh, being focused on you know my partner mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, so this feels very different. So it's a relief for me because I get to do all of what I want to do and, and just able to heal in the manner that I want to heal, take as much time as I want to take to be able to get to that side and um, it, it, it feels really good. It, it, from group therapy to where I am now mm-hmm. is 
completely different. Um, and I like, I like this feeling. I like being on this side. And I'm just so glad that, you know, I took the chance and, and went for it. Um, because it, it definitely feels so much better to be on this side. I'm, I may not be a hundred percent, but I'm, I'm, I know how to get there. I know how to make the right decisions yeah. or, or at least have the thought process, yes, um, to, to get to, you know, to where I need to be. So it, it feels good to be on this side of it. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You got it. Cause that's, that's it. Like when you, because when we have like, when you have the right framework for making the decisions, then you don't have to think too far ahead because you can, mm-hmm. you just manage the moments as they come and you just consistently um, make the decisions that are aligned with the self that you, that you prefer, the self that you want. And so you don't actually have to do a whole bunch of strategizing and things um you can just say okay like you 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 know what's healthy you know what's not <laughs> like you know what you know what works you know what doesn't <laughs> and even when we make the decisions that that aren't in our favor you know what it feels like to be aligned with yourself and what it feels like to be disconnected mm-hmm. from yourself so then we get to correct as we go because that's what you don't have to be perfect in the whole thing it's like okay you just you're just aware as you go we correct right. as we go we try to make the decisions proactively but we miss them <laughs> sometimes we miss them and then it's like well well <laughs> here we go again but it but but it's like right. it's it's not even possible to go as far away from yourself as it was before right i mean do you agree mm-hmm. i i do agree i agree 100 percent I think it, I think that 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 to me feels like a good like kind of uh, safe almost like a safety net like okay like I could mm-hmm. tri- I could trip but but I have this awareness like when you when you see the secure stuff you really can't unsee it you would have to bop yourself right. up on side the head and just forget <laughs> you would have to be concussed <laughs> like you would have to be totally you would have to lose your mind. It doesn't mean that we don't make a mistake. It doesn't mean that we don't make a decision that we have to go back and correct. But you would have to lose your literal mind <laughs> to totally yeah. forget the experience mm-hmm. of like of being in yourself, of being of being um, independent of others in a healthy way, of being mm-hmm. of like making those decisions that are aligned with you. Like you really can't unsee it. So I think that right. um, that to me, it, yeah, it feels like a like a safety catch thing. Um, you mentioned one-on-ones in group just a second ago, so I want to know: Could you highlight the differences for some people between the two? Like, what 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 what, what stands out to you aside from literally the fact that you were with people in group and you were just one-on-one in one-on-ones? What else was different for you? Well, I'm glad that I did it in the order that I did it. I did group and then one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, group, I like group because group gives me the ability to be with people like myself Mm -hmm. who have, you know, a lot of the same issues, but it also gives me the ability to see people on um, a different spectrum of the attachment style that maybe my partner had or, you know, had Mm -hmm. or what have you. Um, And it gives me a better understanding of their issues and, and, and their thought process when I'm going through these relationship issues. It's like, oh, that person sounds just like, you know, my partner or what mm-hmm. have you. So um, it's insightful 
it's very insightful because everybody is mixed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we all have similar issues, but there are differences in all of our um, styles. So I really like group. Um, we had a, a great group of people and, um, you know, everyone participated and it was just like a good, healthy conversation mm-hmm. with, you know, activities every Sunday. It was like, I look forward to, you know, that on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So um, I did enjoy that with um, groups, just being able to see the differences between everyone and kind of relating to them or relating um, that to my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, one-on-one, um, with one-on-one, you get that personalized care. I felt like it wasn't um, it wasn't a cookie cutter type of therapy mm-hmm. series or sessions. Um, it was you listened, <laughs> you listened, and you based the things that we did or like the homework and stuff on whatever the session was about mm-hmm. that um, that week and. A lot of times what I would do is I would do the homework and the first part of our next session, I would go over that um, with you to have that reinforcement. So mm-hmm. I felt like, you you know, it wasn't just someone listening to me and giving me general information. I was getting information for me yeah. to apply to my life. And it may be different for someone else, but it was all for me. And I can take every bit of it and use it for me. So it wasn't anything that I had to cut out. So I, I like that. I felt that um, I was I was getting what I needed. Mm-hmm. I was really getting what I needed. Um, and towards the end, uh, you know, I think I did 12 sessions. Yeah. Like towards like 9, 10, you know, it was like we were looking at each other like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we spread those it last was... two out like significantly, <laughs> like maybe we three did. or four weeks. Yeah, yeah you were really done at like nine. We did. And mm-hmm. it felt good to get from from the point where I was crying mm-hmm. every uh, second. Anything would just have me teared up to the point where we're laughing and mm-hmm. like, yep, that happened. And yep, that's how I handled it. Yes. And yep, I feel good about it. Yes. You know, yes. so that it was, was a, I can't believe that that was done in 12 sessions, however long that took. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm. I'm just so thankful. Mm. I'm very, very thankful because for me, it was a small amount of time to mm-hmm. have such a big impact mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. in my, my life moving forward. So um, I definitely like the order that I did it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I have nothing, nothing, you know, That's nothing but great things to say about really both. Good. I appreciate you saying those things. Um, yeah, I think that, that that order is, is I like that order too. <laughs> kind of gives us mm-hmm. like that opportunity to open things up in a way that is mm-hmm. not so intense when you're doing group. Like, right. yeah, it's intense by mm-hmm. nature because it's me and it's attachment. And it's just a lot, right? It's just going to be a, it's going to be a lot right. anyway. <laughs> but it is also like, I think an opportunity where you don't, it's just not like you're talking for two hours straight. It's super two hours because right. you kind of get to come in and you get to come out. Um, like you share when you want to share. I'm not going around mm-hmm. making everybody do something. You, 
you really do feel when you want to speak up and then right. you do and you can sit back when you need to speak sit back because sometimes it really is is either maybe you don't have anything to say or maybe it's just too much in the moment to say anything and mm-hmm. that's okay too and then other people are filling in the um the blanks or I'm filling in the blanks there and so that's good and then something else you mentioned that I don't think anyone else has ever said about group but it's totally true about every single group is the um is being able to note the 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 even though everyone is identifying somewhere on the insecure side, they're still showing up in different ways, processing things in different ways. Different things trigger people differently, or they're coming. The same trigger can can create three different thoughts and three different people. And so, being able to see that, like you said, in a healthy environment, but someone who, for example, is anxious, hearing someone who is um, that they just connected with in the breakout, that they were just like cool with talk about it from an avoidance standpoint and then and then you're kind of looking at them like what you would do you would think when if I were to hit you up uh if I were to send you two texts in a row you would think what and that kind of gives people a sense of like oh wow this could there could be this person who I I genuinely like I have positive feelings towards this person and still they can perceive things totally different than me and I think it allows someone to experience that. Yeah. Like what you were saying to validate that in a different way. And we're also not romantically attached to these people. Right. So you're able to see it in a more, um, in a, in like a safer way. Cause there's a lot of space. We're also virtual. So there's space just built into it, but because these are, you just met these people, you don't have the same, biases we don't have the same emotional attachments that make it difficult to sometimes even believe what someone's saying because we're so in it that we're like oh it can't possibly be this or that like we we because we're so enmeshed in the relationship but so being able to hear from different perspectives with all of that space in between and and you're not in a book like this is someone's real life i think um it really does a lot so i appreciate you pointing that out i don't think anyone's ever said it like that before that's really good. Um, yeah, you did finish that stuff early, I think, because of a lot of things that you did and you did all the homework and you did you came to every session and it was like there was just you were just really committed to the process. Um and yeah, by the end we were looking at each other like mm, you so you're good. You so you're great. So <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong. Okay, perfect. Let's spread this thing out and just check in and make sure that we're on the right track. So that's what we did. And that really worked out. Um, so there's a lot of things that have been said. We're going to end with this. If you could guarantee that listeners walked away with one thing, what do you want them to leave with? I would want them to leave with you are worth getting the help You are worth getting the help to heal. That's beautiful. We'll end there. Siobhan, thank you so much for sharing what you shared with us and for being such a great example of so many things, so many things. If I were to go on, we would be on here for another 45 minutes to recap all of the ways that you, um, all the things that you brought into this. So I just really appreciate you, and I'm glad that we did this together. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. It was a pleasure.